Father God, but we're going to have ears to hear 
what your spirit has to say in the name of Jesus. God, open up the windows of heaven. Let heaven part for them in the name of Jesus. If there was a darkness, Father God, if there was an oppression, it is being pushed away right now in the name of Jesus. And with clarity, they're going to feel you. They're going to know you. They're going to hear you, Father God. And Lord, we just speak grace, grace over the next 20 days as we continue this fast. Grace, grace in the name of Jesus that God, we will hear what your spirit is trying to say in Jesus' name. So in chapter 37, verse 1, it says this. He, he called Ezekiel to see what God saw. And in verse 1, it says just the first what five words. It said, the hand of the Lord came upon the hand of the Lord came upon whatever situation that has been dried up and dead and forgotten. You need the hand of the Lord to come upon it. This is not going to be a works of the flesh. This is not going to be something you can manufacture and try to feel good and do good. No, you need the hand of the miracle working power of God in this situation. We're going to call on God, aren't we? We're not going to rely on our flesh in this season. We're going to say, God, I need your hand, your righteous right hand, to reach down into the dead bones of my heart and my life and my circumstances and my business and my children and my walk with you. I need the hand of God to give me life. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. Everybody say valley. And it was full of bones. The word valley there is the opposite of the mountaintop. It was the river bottom, and it was dried up. See, we've been on the mountaintops before, but in the valley is where our dead dreams are right now. It's in the valley where our brokenness and our disappointment and where are you, God, and all that junk that died in the valley. What God says, in the valley is where I'm going to put my hand upon. See, we don't need God when we're in the mountain, but boy, I need him when I'm in the valley. And some of you have been going through the desert. You're like doing the army crawl. You're like, God, I'm thirsty. I don't think I can make it one more minute in this desert. And God says, keep on going because I'm breathing life in that dead bones. I'm breathing life in your situation tonight. It's in that valley where the dead bones are at. And something about these bones as I begin to study this, these bones at one time were full of life. These bones at one time knew how to praise God. These bones at one time knew the great I am, but they died in the valley of disappointment. See, there was something about your dream. There was something about your life. There was something about your purpose and your destiny that one, once had life in it. There was something about our walk with God when we first got saved. We were so on fire for God. We were so passionate. We get up every day and we talk to God and we read our word. We were just on fire. And right now we're walking through this valley of dry bones. My bones used to be so alive. My dreams were so alive. My expectation from God was so alive. And now it's been dried up, and it seems like it's never going to come to pass. Everybody say, but God. In verse 2, it says, then he caused me to pass by them all around. And behold, there were, there were very many in the open valleys, and indeed, they were very dry. That open valley means it was for everyone to see. See, there are things that were expected to happen in our life, and everybody saw that it didn't happen. It's on display for everybody, and you feel shame, and you feel disappointed, and you feel like a failure because it seems like everybody's seen what you're going through. And, and, and the Bible says that he looked down and said, those bones are indeed dry. There's no life in them. There's no hope. There's no way that any of this can come back together again. Verse 3 God continued with him, and he, and he said to him, God, son of man, can these bones live? He's saying, do you see my miracle on the other side of this devastation? Do you see that I am the great I am? Do you see that I am God that am capable, or do you only see the dry bones? See, we've got to get a vision as we're going into the year of miracles, which is a word for God for our church. Anybody can believe in the miracles, but it is an assignment for our church this year. And God is asking you, do you believe you can come alive again? Do you believe your dreams are a reality? Do you believe the prophetic words over your life, over your children, over this church, over your pastor, over our, our covering? Can they live again? God is saying, do you see it? We've got to get a vision. I taught, what, three weeks ago, burn the plow. It is time to forget what happened. 
We're not looking back any longer. It doesn't matter, good, bad, or ugly. I'm looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. I'm looking unto Jesus as the one that can give me my miracle. I'm not looking at my circumstances. I'm looking to God. I can see these bones living. I don't know how you're going to do it, God, but you are God, and your word is yes and amen, and these bones shall live in Jesus' name. My children's destiny shall live in Jesus' name. I don't care if they're strung out on drugs. They shall live in Jesus' name. I don't care what my finances look like. They shall live in Jesus' name. I don't care what my marriage looks like. They shall live in Jesus' name. We're going to call life into our situations. God's saying, do you see it? You have to see it before God can perform it. Because I believe if Ezekiel couldn't see that God was able, Ezekiel would have been marched right out of that valley and God would have found himself another prophet who could see it. We've got to see with spirit eyes in this year. This is a significant year in the kingdom of God. A whole year I prophesied. Get ready because God is visiting his church. We are ushering into it right now. There is a wave that's coming to this church. There's a wave of the Holy Spirit that's just going to sweep us up to the glory of God where we're going to see signs, wonders, and miracles in this church, in your life, in your friends' lives, in your family's lives. That's what we've been saying. Get ready, get ready, get ready. So you've got to see what God says. Who cares what happened, didn't happen? I'm going to see today, God. I'm going to clean my glasses off, amen? And God, Lord, give me eyes to see what your spirit wants me to see. That should be our prayer every day. Give me ears to hear and give me eyes to see what your spirit is saying in this season. Not what I see. Blind me, God, to what's around me, but let me see and discern what your spirit is saying right now. Amen? I almost need my glasses. I brought them, but I'm trying to stay away from them. Then he caused me to pass by and all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed, they were very dry. Verse 3, sorry, I went back. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, oh, Lord God, you know. See, God already knows. He knows the miracle. The miracle is not the problem. It's our believing and seeing what God wants to do. It's my expectation this year that what has been dead is going to come alive again. You have not missed what God is about to do in your life. You have not missed it. I feel that so strong by the Spirit. You have not missed it. I don't care what you've done and what you didn't do. And if you failed God, if you didn't fail God, you have not missed what God's about to do in your life. Amen? Because God is seeking you out to perform his will. And verse 4 says this. Then again he said to me, prophesy to these bones. The first thing you have to do to the dry bones is begin to prophesy the word of the Lord to them. You need to get up every morning and speak the word of God over your situation. You need to speak life. Speak what God sees, amen? Speak what the word of God says. Begin to speak faith. Speak what you don't see, but speak what the Holy Spirit is saying in this season. Tell those dry bones to come forth in Jesus' name. You, you should be marching around your home. Put your praise and mute worship music on. Point to that atmosphere and call your children to the kingdom of God. Call your marriage, call the enemy of strife and division out of your house in the name of Jesus. You start using your mouth to declare the wondrous works of the Lord. God doesn't want us to sit in a pretty blue chair and just receive anymore. He's saying get up and begin to do the march of warfare in your situation and declare the word of God. God is waiting for us to open up our mouths so the spirit of God can begin to rise up through our own mouth to destroy the works of the enemy right now. It's not going to come any other way. God is calling you. God is calling the army to arise. He's not coming back for a weak, anemic church. He's coming back for a warrior church, a victorious church, a bride without spot and wrinkle. And it's time for the church to arise, amen? It's time for believers to feel, not feel insignificant, feel like you have no value, I'm not important. No, you know who you are in Christ Jesus. If you've been going to this church for even a year, you know who you are in Christ Jesus. It's time to pull up your pants, tighten the seatbelt, amen, and begin to do the word of the Lord. We're not going to sit back quiet, cry about it, reminisce about it. No, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to put my shoulders back. I'm going to know whose I am and who I am in Christ Jesus, and I'm going to declare what God has to say to my situation. 
I'm not backing down. I'm not intimidated anymore. I'm not insecure anymore. I'm not feeling low self-esteem. I know who I am in Christ Jesus. And greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. I'm an overcomer. I'm victorious. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. You need to declare the word of God out of your mouth. See, I'm going to walk out of here kind of floating because I'm preaching the word right now. But that's what you need to be doing in your house. That's what you need to be doing in your car. Let the word of God come out of your mouth like a river flowing. You want to confuse the enemy? You want the enemy to be defeated? Just start speaking the word of God. Get your index cards like it's the sword of the spirit. Amen. Take that devil. I don't even need to yell. I'm going to take the word of God out of my mouth. I'm going to stop complaining. I'm going to stop murmuring. I'm going to stop whining over my life, and I'm going to be who God's called me to be in 2020. Amen? Because I want my bones to come alive. And Ezekiel had to prophesy to the bones. Now, God could have done it. God could have said, boom, and they would have been soldiers immediately. But God wanted Ezekiel to know who he was in Christ to perform the miracle. God wants you to know in this season who you are. That the word of God is not just in my mouth or in your pastors or in people that you look up to. The word of God is in your mouth. You are powerful forces for the kingdom of God. And the enemy makes you feel worthless and not good enough and insignificant, just enough to make you shut up and sit down. Instead of using the power of the prophetic word in this season, enough is enough. Amen? And if you don't know your Bible yet, it's okay. Just get on Google. Google the topic scriptures. You'll get thousands of them. And just begin to write your index cards down. Get your affirmation scriptures out. Begin to tell yourself who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen? Prophesy what you don't see to the dead things. Otherwise, you'll wake up in 2021 and those dead bones will still be laying there. And you'll be full of more disappointment, more frustration, more wondering what you did wrong when God's just waiting for you to open up your mouth. Amen. Prophesy to these bones and say to them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Not like you used to hear. I need you to hear the word of the Lord. That word hear means a sense of intensity. That means I'm going to wake up every day on a different assignment. I'm not just going to wonder if I'm going to hear God. No, I'm saying, God, give me ears to hear. Every morning when I get up, I'm going to listen with intensity. What are you trying to say in my life? What are you saying over my children? What are you saying over my future? I need to hear the word of the Lord. We don't need to hear the old manna. That manna dries up and rots overnight. I need the new word of God. I need a fresh word from God. I need a fresh revelation from the scriptures. I don't want to read the Bible like I read it last year. I need the word of God to come alive, Lord. I need the words I always say dance in my Bible. I like them to dance. I want them to come alive. I want them to speak to me. I need a fresh word from God. This is the season. God says, hear the word of the Lord. Prophesy, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Now, oh, dry bones, I wish you'd come up. Oh, dry bones, I deserve you to come up. No, hear me. Hear me roar. Hear me this year because I'm coming out of my seat of disappointment, and I'm going to begin to declare the word of God. Do you hear me, dry bones? <laughs> Do you hear me prophecy 10 years ago? You're coming to me in the name of Jesus. That word will be fulfilled because every word of God is fulfilled out of the mouth of God. So you may have been back there quiet for a minute, but you're about to come alive and find your way to my house. You're about to awaken from your sleep and your death, and you're about to seek me out with the blessings of God because God says, if I will prophesy it, I will cause them to rise up. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Prophesy to these bones. Hear the word of the Lord. Verse 5, thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. He's speaking to the bones. He said, I'm going to cause my breath to enter in, and you will live. That breath is ruha, the, the Greek word ruha, or Hebrew word, ruha. And it's the same word that when God breathed life into Adam's nostrils, 
He breathed his breath, his ruha life into his body, and he awoke. That's the breath of God that's going to happen as you prophesy. God's going to breathe his spirit upon them. And once they were dead, he says, I'm breathing life into the dead bones. You won't see the resurrection yet, but I'm breathing life into it as we speak. So it may not happen right away, but you have to know that God says, when you prophesy, you're breathing my spirit, my pneuma, my spirit over that dead thing, and I'm going to begin to resurrect it by my spirit. The completion hasn't happened yet, but now God has breathed life into it. What is it? He's breathed hope into that thing. He's brought joy back into that thing. He's brought expectancy back into that thing. Now there's a motion of life happening over something that was dead. And it could be even our simple walk with God. God is causing us to get on fire for him, amen? He said, I'm going to breathe life into those things. It's the Holy Spirit. That word breath also means this. When he breathes into that dead thing, he says that word translates patience. He's going to give you patience to be able to wait. Where you're not wringing your hands and you're anxious and you're frustrated. It's never going to happen and you're just tormented. God says, no, when you breathe the power of God, We just take a step back knowing God is moving on your behalf. You've gotten yourself out of the equation. Now you can take a deep breath and you can wait on God. Amen. Because now it's God's job. It's his word that has to work to perform it, not me. It's his word that has to work. That word breath means courage. I didn't know if I could believe for that again because it's too far gone. I don't know if I can trust God. But when you breathe the Ruach, the breath of God, and he says, I'll give you courage. He's going to make you strong. He's going to give you that boldness again that I don't care how long I've been believing God. I know God's going to do it in my life. It's not a weak thing. It's a courageous thing. That's why Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego could walk right into that burning, fiery furnace and go, I don't know how God's going to do this. And they can walk right in it. Why? Because they've got the courage of God. And when they walked out of that fire, God, they told them to come on out. Well, of course, we know Jesus was right in the center, but he told them to come on out. He said they didn't even smell like fire. Didn't even smell like it. See, you may have been going through hell. You may have been going through some stuff, but when God is in the center of the situation, he'll call you out of that fire when it's time, and you won't even smell like the thing that you think you stunk with. You won't even smell like it because that's the glory of God. That's the grace of God. He will bring us through things that we never thought we could get through without even anything wrong. People will now see the the immediate, you know, the suddenlies of God. They don't even know the fire you just walked through. They don't even know you just begin to prophesy to that dead bones. And maybe you didn't even tell anybody, but you begin to prophesy by faith, calling that thing forth. Amen. Goes on to say. Where was I at? Verse 5, thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. Is that where I was at, guys? Okay, verse 3, 6, I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Stop right there. He's saying, I got the dead bones, they're dry, they're going nowhere, right? You're going to begin to prophesy. And when you begin to prophesy, my spirit's going to bring life back into it. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the fat, which is the skin, which the fat is what? The word of God. So I'm going to take the dead thing as you prophesy. I'm going to take the word that you're prophesying, and the sinew is a thread, and I'm going to tie my word to that, that dead thing. I'm going to tie my word to that dead bones. I'm going to take that sinew, and I'm going to begin to work the life that is called to those dead bones to come alive by you just declaring the word of God. So as you're declaring God, and you're walking by faith, and you're, you're not going to, we're fasting negative thinking. I hope you are. Negative thinking. No negative talking. And as you are declaring, prophesying, prophesying the breath of God, prophesying healing, prophesying restoration. I didn't even go on. The rest of that word breath means uh, contentment. It means a prophetic spirit. When you start speaking the word of God, you'll begin to prophesy the word of God. You'll be shocked what comes out of you when you begin to allow the Holy Spirit to prophesy through you. 
That word breath means the energy of life. God's going to breathe life back into you again. He's going to give you the joy of your salvation back. He's going to give you strength in your bones and life to your flesh. He's going to give you healing in your bodies when God breathes life into you. Amen? And as every day you get up and you're just declaring the wonders of God and you're prophesying, God is rebuilding that dream with his promises and with his word. And he's making a way where there seems to be no way. And he's opening up a door of favor and a door of opportunity that you can't see because it looks dried up and gone. But God says, I'm working it by my spirit. Because remember, it was my hands you needed to do what's going to happen, not your hand. I need the hand of the Lord. Amen? And these bones, and you shall what? Live. That word live means to be revived again. It means you're going to give life again. You're going to be restored back to life. God is the God of restoration. It's time to have our joy back, amen? It's time to laugh again. It's time to have an expectancy with the, with the things of God. It's time to, when I come into church, I'm ready to worship. I don't want to get there late. I can't wait for the first strum of that music. I got to be in my chair or at this altar because I am expecting God to make me come alive again. A church that is on live is here early and maybe even praying, and they're here ready to worship, and they're worshiping God while they're out there. That is a church that is alive, and God is breathing life into his church, but it begins with his people. We've got to get revived again, amen? We've got to get our joy of our salvation back again. We've got to get our heart of expectation back so that God can begin as we're breathed on and come the army rises up. And when the army of God rises up, we link hands and we take territory for the kingdom of God. Amen. Goes on to say, then you shall know that I am the Lord. Then you shall know when this happens. If you go back up to, don't go to the verse, but in verse 2, he talked about the dry bones. The dry bones was the state of Israel's hope. See, the state of our hope is so dried up, and it's in need of a miracle. We've lost our hope. We've lost our hope that God is really going to do what he said he's going to do because everything looks contrary to the plan of God. Everything looks contrary to the will of God, and we need that hope restored. Amen? He said, they shall live. Now let's find out what happened in verse 7. So what did he do? He listened to God. He listened, so I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones begin to come together, bone to bone. See, when you begin to do what God's called you to do, all of a sudden, God will begin to make the connections that need to happen in your life. There's a sound. Remember I preached on Sunday? There's a sound of an abundance of rain. As you are prophesying, there's a sound happening in the atmosphere. Right now, there's a sound happening over our church. Right here in North Phoenix, there's a rattling in the spirit. There's something going on that I don't understand, but I am so excited about. Because there's a movement in the kingdom. There's a motion in the atmosphere of God and the supernatural. And when there's a motion, there's a miracle. And who can put that motion into play? Us. By beginning to prophesy. He said, I prophesied. And the bones begin to come together. Verse 8. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them. And the skin covered them. And there was no breath in them. But there was no breath in them. Let's stop there. What happened? Got the bones. I'm prophesying. Ruach, breath of God came out, right? The life of God came out. He began to restore and structure, but still there was no breath. So I asked the Lord, what does that mean? And he said, because that word breath means bring it to completion. The first breath was to resurrect it. Bring it together. Attract the will of God. Put it all in place. The second breath was once, just like Adam, once it was built, God breathed life so that it could function. So you may not get the living miracle right away, but as you continue to do the word of God, God in the last stages of that miracle will breathe. You can't stop the will of God. When it's time, you can't stop it. When God wants a miracle, when God wants to move and God wants to do whatever, you can't stop it. We try so hard, don't we? We try so hard 
because we, we desperately want God. And I think God is pleased that we try with all of our flesh, but we have to understand it is not our flesh and emotions that moves God. We just had a beautiful church that was praying for a little girl, Olive, to be, I'm sure all of you saw, to be raised from the dead. I mean, they shouted and praised, and I was so blessed watching. I was shouting with them, believing God with them, and in the end, little Olive decided to be with Jesus. So it's none of those things that moves the hand of God. It's our faith. It's our faith that moves the hand of God, amen? All right, let's go to verse 9. Also, he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. There's a time where you have to prophesy the Holy Spirit now, the Holy Spirit, come into my situation. I woke up this morning because I preached it, and I opened my eyes, and I no sooner opened my eyes, I said, Holy Spirit, I invite you into my day. I got a fast today, and I'm not excited about it. <laughs> my flesh is really screaming. I threw the Oreo cookies away last night, just so you know. I really did. I threw them in the garbage last night, so I had no temptation. But I woke up, I said, Holy Spirit, come into my day. Holy Spirit, come into my mind. Holy Spirit, come into my decisions. Holy Spirit, come into my soul. Come. I need your presence. That's the finished works of Christ. You have to invite the Holy Spirit into your day. That's the one who brings the life. That's the one that finishes the work. He are, the Bible says he leads us into all truth. He's our comforter. He's the healer. Invite the Holy Spirit in to bring the finished work of what you're believing God for, amen? If you pray in the Holy Spirit, pray in tongues every day. You know, there's some, there's some times in your walk with God where you can just go about your life and it's okay, and then there are assignments. And this is an assignment time. This is an assignment that I have to be intentional with what I'm doing with God to get where I want to go. It's not going to be the same easy, you know, way there's times where God's grace is, man, God's just doing so much, you can't stop him. And then there's times, no, I have an assignment for you. These dead things are going to require you to speak life into them and prophesy to them and pray in the Holy Spirit, and it builds up your most holy faith, and it helps remove those negative thoughts in your life. Amen? So what did he do? Verse 10, so I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath of life came into them, and they lived and stood up on their feet, and they were an exceedingly great army. See, God gave the vision. He said, here's the assignment, but Ezekiel had to go do it. And he did everything the Lord said to do. And it seemed crazy, but he trusted his God. It didn't make sense. Why should I believe God for that? That's done and over with. There's another generation, God. And God says, no, because I want dead things to live. I'm called for dead things to live. I set my son for dead things to live. God doesn't want things in our life to remain the same. He wants us to be awakened, amen? And they begin to rise up, and they became a great army. In verse 11, then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, all my people, I, I will open your graves and cause you to come out from among your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Something that was so interesting in that verse is those dead things came alive and they still spoke negativity of the past. See, so whatever God's resurrecting, it may be so easy to speak negative about what God is doing because it's the way our mind has worked. We've been conditioned to think negative. Now my process is disappointment. I filtered it this long through whatever that filter is that I can't see the goodness of God. And he said, okay, prophesy again. Prophesy to that negativity. Prophesy the word of the Lord when that negativity begins to arise, that old way of thinking. Now prophesy the word of the Lord to that thing. See the process of prophesying, how important it is in every stage of this miracle. Verse 12, or diary retrial, verse 13. And then you shall know that I am the Lord. Did I read 12, you guys? Therefore, prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come out from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. 
That word know is that intimate word. It's intimacy with God. See, when you're disappointed and you're frustrated and you feel abandoned by God, there's no real intimacy because you're either withdrawing from his presence and we're going through the motions or you're going unworthily and there's no real love relationship with God. There's no really hearing God. There's no walking away of joy or fulfillment with God. We're going through the motions, but there's no real fulfillment from it. But see, when you trust God in a situation, when you continue to prophesy, when you continue to do the word of God, and the miracle happens, now there's an intimacy with God you've never had before. You'll know God in a way you've never known him before. I've gone through some valleys that I took my breath away, but I come out on that mountaintop knowing the depth and the grace and the love of God. Why? Because I go through it with the word of God, amen? But if I walk through those valleys, disappointed, frustrated, discouraged, never really stirring up my faith, I never come out on the other side really loving God. Because now I'm disappointed by God. Now I'm frustrated with God. Now I don't feel like I'm worthy. Now why try? Why bother believing God? Right? But when you go through it by faith, and you're walking through it with the Holy Spirit, and you're walking through it with confidence of the Word of God, God will take you to the other side, and he will raise you up with the strength of the Spirit that was stronger than ever before. Amen? Why? Because this is a ridiculous miracle. What you're going to believe God for is a ridiculous miracle. It's not something small. It's something big that only God can do in your life. Verse 14, I will put my spirit in you, and you shall, well, no, verse 13, then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you out from your graves. Verse 14, I will put my spirit in you, and you shall live. And I will place you in your own land, then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. See, that's, God's going to put you in the land. That's where we're going. It's that miracle. God's going to take us somewhere to a land that we've never been in before. Personally and corporately, this church is going to go to a new place this year. We are going to reach this city with the gospel and love of Jesus Christ. There is going to be a harvest of the lost coming in, and we need to be ready. We need to know that your chair may be taken by someone that's never been here before and that needs to be okay. As a church, we may need to stand on the walls and let the visitors sit in the chairs. I don't know. We got to pour out our oil, right? We got to do what we're called to do, but we're prophesying to this city. We're calling this city to awaken. We're calling this city for restoration. We're going to love this city back to life by the power of the Holy Spirit. We are not called to be a cute little church on the corner that has everything special. No, we are called to touch this city with the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Amen? The church has become the country club and, and having all these things. It's awesome. I, I want to have it all too. But our reason why we're here is for the power of the Holy Spirit. And the world's going to come in here and they're going to talk bad. They may look bad. They may not understand God. And that's what we want. Amen? We want the world in the church so that we can give them the demonstration so that their dry bones can live awesome. I'm going to close with this story. We've been studying Elisha on Sunday mornings. I'm going to read this verse. Before you put it up, hide it really quick. Okay. Y'all get reading first, and I can't get my revelation out there. But uh, the story of Elisha, I mean, we were talking about the double-fold miracles. Well, in this portion of the verse I'm going to read to you, Elisha had died, and uh, they had put him into his grave, and he was located there. Okay? This is where this portion of the story was. Elisha, who had Double the more miracles than anyone on earth besides Jesus. This is the man we've been studying. So this is the portion of the story we're coming to. So it was, as they were burying a man, another man, they suddenly, and that suddenly they spied a band of raiders, because people would come over uh, funerals, and they would raid them for their goods and everything that they, the loot, or the booty, or whatever it's called. And they put the man in the tomb of Elisha. Everybody say Elisha. Elisha was dead, right? So they put this man to hide him away really quick so they couldn't be robbed in Elisha's tomb. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood on his feet. Talk about freak you out. 
I mean, if they put that dead thing on the promise of God and that promise had nowhere to go but to come alive. When your bones are alive, whatever it is, God is going to bring it back to life. When your promise gets in touch with the miracle working power of God, it has no choice but to stand up on its feet and perform the word of God. Because God's word is living and powerful than a two-edged sword, amen? God's word doesn't lie. lie. It is alive, and it needs to be alive on the inside of us, amen? Amen. What we're going to do, we're going to take probably five minutes. Everybody stand to your feet. What I'm going to have you do is that everybody, if you, I want everybody as close to the altar. If it's hard to stand, you can stay seated. Everybody come as close as you can to the altar. We're going to take a couple minutes, and we're going to pray. And then we're going to do something that is like an intercessor night, but I'm going to obey the Holy Spirit, okay? Because I believe tonight we're going to speak life into our, our dry bones. I believe tonight's the night God's going to ignite your faith and speak life to those dead situations, amen? Thank you, Jesus. Just close your eyes tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Orata saralalabasha taralabashi. Iniaralaborondorolabasha taralabasha. Just allow the Holy Spirit to cover you right now. Isarahayarakiriaralalasai. Imatoshoto rakatasarato shoronoromasai. If you pray in the Spirit, just pray in your, your prayer language right now. If you don't, you can. Just quietly, just say thank you or just enjoy this time. Just enjoy it. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come. Hallelujah. Father, I just pray for your presence to fall in a strong and mighty way now in the name of Jesus. Father, I call upon your anointing, Lord, of the Holy Spirit to be like fresh oil being poured down from your throne room in the name of Jesus. God, we cry out tonight for a baptism, a living, a life-breathing breath of the Holy Spirit in our soul. Father God, in our hearts in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father God, we cry out to you tonight for a divine impartation of your anointing, of your grace, of your love, Father God. I pray, Lord, that you push back every forces of darkness. Father God, I pray that you push back, Lord God, 2019 and 2018, 2017. We push back the past in the name of Jesus. Father, we're going to shut the door once and for all for the things that we've been disappointed and we didn't understand, Father God, and where we've grown weary and we've grown tired, Father God. Lord, awaken us tonight by your Spirit. God, awaken Awaken us tonight in the name of Jesus. Awaken our spirit, man, oh God, that we'll be hungry and cry out to you, Father God. Awaken our passion and our zeal on the inside of us, Father God. In the name of Jesus, I want you to just symbolically take off the weights. Just reach on your shoulders and throw them away. Father, we take the weight of the world. We take the weight of disappointment. We take the weight of discouragement off of our shoulders, Father God. And we give it to you in the name of Jesus. We're not going to carry it any longer, God. We're not responsible for the miracle. But God, you are. You are the way maker. You're the miracle giver, Father God. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that tonight you just rain, rain down upon us, God. We receive, Father God, and in the name of Jesus, 
we prophesy to the dry bones, Father God. We prophesy to the dead areas of our life, Lord God. We prophesy to our dead relationship with you, Father God. And we call it to come alive in the name of Jesus. We call, God, our spirit man's alive in the name of Jesus. By faith today, God, we step out to trust you once again, God. To love you once again, Father God. Begin to just talk to the Lord. Let your spirit connect with God. Let your spirit connect with the Holy Spirit tonight. Just forget everything around you right now. Just get in his presence. Just get in his presence right now. There's a rain from heaven, God. There's anything you want to leave at the altar tonight, just tell the Lord. Anything you want to leave at this altar, just give it to God. If there's something haunting you, just give that to God right now. If there's a lie of the enemy that whispers to you in your constant relationship with God, give that to the altar tonight once and for all. The Lord says, let it go. Let those things go. The sorrows of your hearts and the disappointments, let them go, says the Lord. And allow my healing balm of my love and grace and mercy to sweep through your heart of refreshing. We're going to prophesy in a minute, but just receive this beautiful grace and love of God. This healing anointing. Some of you are just having the healing of God in your hearts. Don't hold back. Just allow Him to heal you. Don't worry about the corporate setting. Just allow God to heal you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Some of you are burdened with people people on your heart. Let's give them to God. This is the time we're going to lay them at the altar. Spirit of the living God. Spirit of the living God, we call on you. Spirit of the living God, we call breathe. Breathe on us, Spirit of God. Breathe on us the breath of life. Breathe on us the, the restoration. Breathe on us hope tonight. Breathe on us joy of your Spirit, God. Breathe on us. We surrender our will, God. We surrender our frustration. We surrender our hands that are trying to hold the plow. Lord God, we surrender tonight, and we're going to let it go, God Give us prophetic utterance, Lord God. Give us expectation, Lord God. Oh, awaken us, Jesus. Stir us up, oh God. Let us fall in love with you, God. Bring back our first love again. Bring back our first passion again, oh God. Let us raise up in the morning and have joy in our hearts, God. Tears and dear for the night, but joy, 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 joy is coming to you, says the Lord. Joy of the Lord is coming back to you. Joy of your salvation is coming back, says the Lord. Joy of your walk, joy of living, says God. My joy is raining upon you right now. The joy of the Lord is your strength, says God. And I'm going to give you an internal joy that's of my spirit, that's going to give you a new strength, says the Lord. This joy is going to give you a new endurance to run the race of faith, says God. The Lord says this joy is going to give you a, a, like tennis shoes on, and you're going to begin to run and not grow weary. Walk and not faint, says the Lord. That you're going to wake up tomorrow with an expectation 
The devil has fought hard. He has fought hard, says the Lord. But I am the overcomer, and I have the last word, and I have the say, says God. He is defeated before you this night. His troubling, oppressive spirit is broken this night, says the Lord. He has no power. He has no right. He has no jurisdiction, authority. And he has been given notice by my spirit, says the Lord. I am hanging a sign at the doorpost of your life. And he is not allowed to enter in, says the Lord. This is my year of miracles. This is the year of my spirit. This is the year where I'm going to show off my church, says the Lord. My church shall shine. My church shall show my glory. My church shall show demonstrations of my word. And I'm breathing life to that. My church that has been lulled to sleep. I'm breathing life of my spirit. I just see the damn walls coming down that's been withholding my presence. The Lord says the, the, the dam that's been withholding the overflow of my spirit is coming down this night by my spirit. I am shattering that wall and I'm going to allow a flow of freedom, a flow of worship. I hear the Lord say a sound is going to come from this house of worship. A prophetic sound of healing and manifestation is going to come from this house, says the Lord. I will let a prophetic utterance begin to resound out of this house, says the Lord. And it'll be words of my spirit, demonstrations of my spirit. It'll not be the works of the flesh, but it'll be the power of my anointing and the anointed one in your life, says the Lord. Some of you have battle scars, but the Lord says you made it through. Some of your armor's dent and beat up, but you made it through. And you are on the other side, says the Lord. You have made it. You have won. You are victorious. You didn't quit. You didn't give up. When the enemy almost took you out, you said, I'm not going to give up. And you remained faithful. And the Lord says, my recompense is now. My recompense is now into your life into your heart, into your dreams, into your desires, into the spoken words, over your children, over your life, over this church, over destinies, over purpose, over callings. Regions shall open up, I hear the Lord say. Regions are opening up to my spirit, says the Lord. I'm gonna have a prophetic utterance in regions where there's been churches who have been silently trusting me. There are churches that are unheard of and unknown, but they've been faithful and they've been crying out to me, says the Lord. I'm about to unleash and unlock them. Almost like a, it's like the Lord had a, a play in motion, like an army. He has stations everywhere for the spirit to begin to break forth in demonic territories and allow revival and a move of the spirit in all kinds of regions. There's gonna be an opening up and awakening. You're gonna begin to hear of places and churches and, and, and movements that we've never heard of before because God says, I'm allowing them to be seen. I'm allowing my spirit to open up and allow them to be seen for what is happening. It is the faithfulness that I'm reaching out to in this season. It's the faithful. It's the faithful. People will look and say, where did they come from? But all along, you've been faithful in the grind. All along, you've been digging ditches. All along, you've been trusting him. And there will be an explosion of my will in your life. things of the world to 
found the why. It may look foolish in certain circles, but God will use this to confound the world by his spirit. Lord, we ask that you distribute angels, angels over every home, angels at the doorposts of their home, Father God. Station them, Father. Warring angels, station them in the name of Jesus. Hedge of protection around our families and our children and our loved ones. North, south, east, and west, a hedge of your Holy Spirit. And angels, Lord God, that when they walk through that doorpost, anything of the world will remain out, out of their home. They will walk in their doorpost and feel your presence. They will walk in their home and feel your joy. It'll be a safe haven. Your homes will be a safe haven from the world and the attacks of the enemy. My presence will be in your home, says the Lord. My anointing will be there every day. When you wake up, you're going to sense and know me, says the Lord. No weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue risen up against you is defeated before you I'm going to declare that again no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that rises up against you shall be defeated before you before you the attacks of the enemy will fall off before they touch you. You have a resistance of the anointing of God because you're stepping into him. You're coming under his refuge, under his protection, under his wings of safety. Where there's going to be a restoring in the next couple of weeks. There's going to be a renewing in the next couple of weeks. There's a first love of God coming back in you. There's going to be a laughter coming back on the inside of you. These next two weeks that we have in our fast is so significant to God. God says, you've got my attention. You've gotten the heart of God's attention. And even as I was praying this morning and I was just declaring things to the Lord, I, I saw the scepter and I was even prophesied by Elder Denise couple weeks ago that the king has his scepter out and he's saying what do you want the scepter of God is out to you he's not going to reject you he's saying come in with me ask what you will and I will do it for you says the Lord so I speak peace 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 over their hearts, over their minds, over their bodies, over their situations. Peace, Father God. They shall lie down and their sleep shall be sweet tonight. I declare that in the name of Jesus. No more grinding of the teeth and the jaws. No more tossing and turning in frustration. No more wringing of the hands and worry, but God, peace, peace, peace. They will wake up with the clear mind. I just, God says it's been hard to think clear because there's been such a torment. It's been so much going on that emotionally you just, you can't, you've been so disconnected. But the Lord says, I'm going to cause a rest of your soul so that you will awake. And I'm not saying the 24 hours, but this is what's happening. You're going to awake with the clarity of God. You're going to awake with the peace of God that you've not had in a long, long time. And you're going to wake up happy. You're going to wake up happy. Because the enemy has no rights. He's gone. And now you're going to see clearly my will, my way, my word. Holy Spirit, we just dedicate the next 20 days to you. We say thank you for this opportunity to die to our flesh and to awaken anew. Father God, give you praise.
praise, we give you glory, we give you honor. cars, Father God. Sweep long distance, Father God, wherever they're seeing this, Lord, let it be an extension of your grace and your love and your healing and your joy, Father God. We thank you, Jesus. We receive with open hands your spirit. Not my will, but your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done. Precious, precious, precious name of Jesus. I want the team to come up. I'm going to have our team get ready as they make their way. Just, I'm going to give you some assignments. We're going to do out of the grave. We're going to go out celebrating tonight. Because there's such an awesome thing that happened. But I want to give you an assignment. You have your notebooks, your journals for this year. If you don't grab one, even if it's just loosely paper. I know the Lord spoke some things to you tonight. Well, write them down. If you didn't quite get a chance to hear or listen or didn't know you should, because sometimes we don't understand how it works, go home. Maybe in the morning when you first get up and get your coffee, begin to talk to the Lord. Take time to hear. This is the time of hearing. Don't talk so much that you're not listening. Amen? And the Lord, listen, the Lord's going to speak good things. He's going to speak good things. He's not here to punish you. He's not here to condemn you. We wave goodbye to everything. The slate is clean. Amen? The Etch-A-Sketch has been shook. It's a brand new picture. You have a brand new slate. Amen. Hear what the Lord has to say. Amen. I'm going to have us, I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to have the team lead us out in a rejoicing song. And I don't even know how to stop this because there's such a beautiful spirit, but I figured the best way to go out is just leaping for joy. Amen. So we're going to sing out of this grave together, but let me pray before we go. Father, I thank you tonight for this prophetic word over our lives, over our city, and over our church, Father God. We give you praise and glory, Father God. We shout and say thank you for what you have done and what you are doing. Our dry bones shall live in Jesus' name, Father God. In Jesus' precious name. <laughs>